Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here around 28 hours post Giannis Supermax. I'll say that uh, if you are just joining us on the show for the first time, you can find me on Twitter at Kane Pittman. Also the show at Locked on Bucks and my work's over at ESPN as well. And joining me from brewhoop.com, it's been a big day over at Brewhoop as well, uh, regular co-host on the show. Mitchell Maurer. Mitchell, uh, are you still uh, riding on, on cloud nine? I don't even know if that's the correct saying. How is your emotions right now? I'm, I'm somewhere higher than cloud nine. I was, <laughs> I was under the impression that nine was the highest level of clouds. I'm somewhere around a 12 and a half still. <laughs> uh, when the first news first broke yesterday, I was all the way up at like a 15. It was just it, it was so unexpected in terms of the timing. You know, I had been fairly optimistic, but my optimism had been waning, um, as I think most Bucks fans had, that Giannis would actually, you know, commit long term and sign the Supermax now instead of maybe giving himself some more flexibility, waiting till next year, seeing how things went. But no, he decided to push chips in. He's all in on it. He's committed, and uh, yeah, I'm just overjoyed. Well, the Giannis Supermax was yesterday's news, so I figure today we can move on to the important topics. And that's Nick Stauskas in training camp saying that he came to Milwaukee to help the Bucks get over the top and win a championship. Uh, maybe not, okay? Maybe not. Maybe, I, maybe I'm going a little bit too far. We, we might <laughs> not talk you. about Nick Stauskas today. In fact, I'm not even sure if we're going to talk about any basketball games at all this season. We might just talk about Giannis every single episode. Uh, I think that would be something that Bucks fans would be interested in. But we did hear from Giannis this morning, and it's it's funny. We were talking about body language last week, and I think that this was more of an internet thing than than reality in regards to there being some sort of talk that, oh, he's already checked out, he's got one foot out the door. And I said, listen, first of all, I haven't got a sense of that from Giannis from speaking to him or seeing him or watching the games but he did strike me as a man that was feeling a little bit under pressure and perhaps a little bit stressed. And yes, perhaps a little bit frustrated by the line of questioning he was getting in his media availabilities. But I tell you what, the Giannis we saw this morning was the, maybe the happiest version of Giannis I've seen. He had a big smile on his face. He was cracking jokes about the stock market before his interview even started. And he just, to me, looked like a man that had the weight of the world off his shoulders. He was feeling relaxed. And why wouldn't you smile? He just signed a $228 million contract. Well, it's not even just the money. I mean, okay, let's be honest. That's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> uh, so I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody who wouldn't be in a better mood after securing that much uh, financial security for him and his children and his grandchildren. But he also gets exactly what he wanted when he first spoke to media during, uh, during preseason, which he wants to focus on basketball. He wants to be able to put his attention and his energy on 
what the team has to do, what he has to do as a member of that team to get them over the hump, to make up for the different ways that they've, you know, disappointed the last two years. And, and now there, there's, there is no sideshow. There is no circus about will he, won't he, you know, that, that giant if has just been completely erased. And that, that's just a wonderful way to kind of reset expectations around like, okay, it's not whether or not he will stay or whether, whether or not any of these things will convince him to stay. It's okay. He's staying. He's here. He's here for the long haul. Now let's actually focus on the things that he needs to do differently. And I think that's exactly what he said he wanted. And now he gets it. So, you know, two birds, one stone. So the quote from Giannis here, I'll just read uh, one of the things that he said out here. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners have already heard this, but for the benefit of those that haven't heard uh, his exact words during the media availability, he said, Talking about your contract and your future, it's a lot. I don't want to talk about that. I just want to talk about basketball. It wouldn't bother me because I'm a person who tries to block these questions out and would respectfully ask you guys not to ask me about that. But obviously, there's going to be some people that will ask me. And at the end of the day, it puts a lot of pressure in your hands, on the organization, on your teammates. And I didn't want my teammates to go through something like that. I don't want to go through that process. Not me, not my family, and not my teammates. And this really touches on something that you just pointed to because this was some of the conversations that we were starting to have and that we kind of had to have because there's no doubt about it if he didn't sign this Supermax extension that regardless of his own ability to maybe block it out on game day, his own ability to say, I don't want to talk about that, don't ask me that question, it had only been two media availabilities that he'd had and he did seem like he was getting a little bit frustrated with the line of questioning. It wasn't going to go away. It was only going to intensify. And so I, I think in, in a funny way, you know, when you talk about his decision and the fact that he did not have to do this, he could have waited till next offseason and, yes, still signed in Milwaukee. I think all of this checks out. And this was something uh, that, uh, you know, maybe why you, you might have felt optimism if you're a Bucks fan coming into this. Because if he wanted to stay in Milwaukee, which indications were right from the the last really the last few years that it, he did want to stay in Milwaukee then why not block all this out because regardless of what you say it was going to be a dark cloud over this team and it was interesting to see that that was kind of in his mind as well not only his own but his teammates because he knows that he'll be getting asked the questions his teammates would be get, getting asked the questions so this from from all angles from Giannis from inside the team from outside media from the fans from this damn podcast now we can talk about basketball and we can talk <laughs> about the future without the anxiety of saying well is this the last season we get to watch this guy play in Milwaukee yeah and that that's like a very existential question for you know obviously a bunch of bucks fans especially the ones that haven't been around since the last time they were truly relevant which you know, I know they had some great teams in the 80s, but those teams didn't get to the finals. So, like, what, 71 is the last time that the team was relevant? I know we have some people that frequent Brew Hoop pretty often, uh, and they, they were around for it, but I certainly wasn't. And, you know, it's, I, I, when, I, when I was kind of looking through some of the quotes today and considering how it impacts the team and how it impacts the season and how it does reshift the focus, the, the term legacy kept coming into my mind because I think this really was a legacy decision. For Giannis, because if we look back over time at some of the game's best players, some of the most venerated members of the league, and what situations they found themselves in, and what they decided to do. Like a lot of people yesterday were comparing the announcement that LeBron James meant, went, uh, made when he went to Miami, the, uh, the announcement 
that Kevin Durant made when he went to Golden State. And, and like comparing the methods that those two players used compared to Giannis, you know, one had a TV special that was terribly received. One had uh, an article written in the, I think it was the Players Tribune. And Giannis just tweeted it himself uh, in order to just, you know, put it out there instead of making the big production. But he all along had said that the most important thing to him was winning and putting himself in a position to compete for championships, plural. And he wanted to do that in a place that would, you know, uh, permit him the ability to do that. And he did end up choosing Milwaukee. And I think that obviously his story is yet to be told because he's got a lot of career left ahead of him, at least four years, uh, including this one, five, then the player option six, which is, you know, that's over $50 million. I, I can hardly believe I would turn that down, but it's a long time in the NBA. But he, he's got all the opportunity in the world to do exactly what he set out to do. And that's the sort of thing that really establishes a player at his level. It's, it can establish the direction of your legacy. And that's, you know, that, that's something that's bigger than basketball almost. Well, yeah, and also we should just compare the fashion. I mean, you mentioned LeBron's announcement. Uh, not only was it poorly received, but his choice of shirt has always been poorly received as well. It was an awful shirt that LeBron decided to wear, and it wasn't lost on me yesterday that Giannis with a nice plain black shirt, gold chain, he was looking fantastic. And by the way, uh, what about that? Uh, the comparisons or, or the different photos that the Bucks tweeted out from his first contract to his second extension, to the next one. Oh. Just just the size of this man Goodness. and how much he has grown uh, from the teenager that we remember coming in there. But everything about him is he's just... He's, he's Obviously, we know size-wise he's gotten bigger, but uh, he's, he's grown up. He's grown up over the last seven years. No, for sure. And that's one of the reasons that Milwaukee finds him so endearing is that he literally grew up here. Okay, no. He literally grew up here. Grew up in <laughs> Athens. Became but a man. He became an adult. Yes. Yeah, he became a man. There you go. There you go. He went from teenager to man here, and he did it while playing basketball for the Bucks. And he went through the worst season in franchise history, and was at the forefront of the Bucks turning the tide and becoming, you know, a relevant franchise again. Like the only reason that they are a contender is because of him. If he decided, you know what, no, this isn't where I want to be. Or if, you know, he was never in a position to sign the extension in the first place because he just wasn't feeling it. He didn't think the commitment was worth it on his end. Like, they, they would just sink back to the middle, which is the worst place for an NBA franchise to be. And, you know, I, I think that that, that I, I, for lack of a better term, that insecurity that I know that I, you know, feel as a basketball fan and that I would imagine a bunch of Bucks fans feel, whether they care to admit it or not, it was really fueling all of the negative energy that was swirling around from before the offseason even ended, probably with the Bogdanovich deal falling through into the preseason and two losses to Dallas and everybody calling for the coach's head and this and that and the other thing. And it was all about him and his, until yesterday, unwillingness to commit to the franchise long-term and by extension committing to making Milwaukee basketball matter and now that that's been settled, like everybody can just breathe a big sigh of relief and, and focus on what comes next. I think that's just the, the healthiest way to go about it. All right, I want to move on after I speak about Bill Bar here to the relationships that he has with not only the city, but with the franchise. He made some interesting comments, uh, so I want to get to those in a second. But I will talk about the best tasting protein bar on the market, uh, Built Bar, that is. They have 18 amazing flavors. You guys already know that. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, 
They are soft and easy to chew. Great for the health conscious guy or woman. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for those on the keto diet. Uh, we have a great deal for you guys. It's still the same. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at builtbar.com. And we've got a new podcast on the network. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wages. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. You said, or you mentioned, legacy just before the break Mitchell, and I think it's kind of interesting. I mentioned the comparison with Dirk on yesterday's show, and I think that what Giannis has now put himself in the position to do in Milwaukee in terms of not just being a guy that brought a franchise to relevancy and then left and then won elsewhere, he has the opportunity to do this long-term. And I think with the Milwaukee Bucks franchise, and again, this is clearly well before my time and your time and a lot of our listeners' time, but we, we hear a lot about Kareem and the fact that he won a title here, but ultimately he requested a, a trade out. Now, it's, 50 year, it's the 50-year anniversary of that 1971 championship this season. And that gives you, A, an idea of how hard it is to win in this league, particularly if you're in a city in Milwaukee. But it also gives you a perspective of, of what Giannis can achieve over the next five years. And I asked him specifically about that and the fact that there is unfinished business. And one of the things he said was that, I think everybody is on the same page. This is not going to be easy. Every team got to get hurt. Every team got to feel disappointment. Winning isn't easy. You have to learn from your mistakes. It might be three years. It might be four years that you have to feel disappointment, but we are going to continue to work towards that goal. And I think it's just such a fascinating point uh, to think about now with Giannis that you pointed to the anxiety, you pointed to the anguish that people were starting to feel and perhaps the pressure everyone was feeling even going back to the bubble playoffs last offseason. And that all circulated, yes, around the fact that you want to win, but it all circulated around this contract extension and the fact that you felt that you were on the clock. So even Giannis today, and this comes back again to the championship and bust theme that has been asked a lot in these media availabilities, the team isn't going to say it's championship and bust, but they all know that the goal for this team is to win a title this year. But even Giannis said today, it's going to be tough and and things happen and there's injuries and, and teams go through different parts of adversity through a season and sometimes you just need a little bit of luck he even mentioned that so now with this contract extension what it does do is allow this team to continue a multi-year goal of trying to win a championship and maybe not one championship maybe two but that remains the goal but this removes that entire uh, cloud and pressure and Giannis knows that He's going to have to work through things and it's not going to be easy, but the, the target of winning a goal, uh, winning a championship in Milwaukee is right within his grasp. Yeah, and it's not just that it's within his grasp because he happens to be one of the best players in the NBA, two-time MVP. You know, it's, it's ter- totally possible for him to win a third in a row. I don't think it's particularly likely because of voter fatigue and the fact that there's a bunch of other really good candidates out there, particularly Luka Doncic. 
but it's such a healthier environment for from Giannis all the way up to the front office and all the way down to the end of the bench to the the coaching staff and the other support staff and everybody else is able to kind of like we were talking about before they get to focus on basketball and really just hone in on what needs to be done in order to improve. That's one of their mantras. They get better every day. You hear it every post game. You hear it every pregame. You hear it every media availability session. One of the things that the Bucks are all about is getting better every day. And I think that Giannis is one of the few players in the league that can really, you know, point to having done that, <laughs> considering the amount that he's progressed over the course of his career. And, and, and yeah, there is a lot of stuff that's outside the team's control that goes into a postseason run. I mean, you, know, you mentioned injuries and you mentioned, you know, just, you know, things, it's, it's a make or miss league and, you know, the ball bounces one direction. I, I think back to that, uh, the, the series before the Eastern Conference Finals against yeah. Toronto, where it was, you know, Toronto and Philly, and that, that shot by Kawhi in Game 7, like, if it bounces one inch a different direction, maybe they fall to Philly in that series, and then who knows what happens from there on out. Uh, but that didn't happen, and, you know, the Bucks drew the Raptors, and we all saw what happened there. And then last season, there was a global pandemic that nobody, you know, nobody who, uh, in the NBA at least, saw it coming and knew how to manage effectively. And it completely took the wind out of the Bucks' sails. And there's nothing they could have done about that. They, they had no control over it. And so now as we, you know, hopefully the, you know, the news about the vaccine remains positive and we're able to kind of inch closer to normalcy overall, but you know, they're, they're able to resume a semi-normal season in terms of where they're playing, who they're playing against, and, you know, they get, they get to start that long march again towards building momentum for the postseason, figuring out what they can do at uh, baseline, figuring out what adjustments they can make, which I know was a big topic of conversation on Twitter a couple days ago, and, and put themselves in position to have the greatest chance of success. But even then, nothing is guaranteed. There's no way to absolutely make concrete, you know, the fact that they'll win a championship because it's just not how it works. They still have to go out there and they have to do it. And there, there's a long road ahead. There is a long road ahead. And it was kind of funny to hear Giannis talk about how the decision was made. And he said, it's given me a headache all summer. People asking me, people talking about me. I just wanted to be left alone. I knew what I wanted in my head. The goal is to win a championship here and have the chance to win a championship here. And he also said that he asked his mother if she wanted to move and she said no. So he said, okay, that's cool. Let's go do this. And it's so funny. I mean, you talk about Giannis. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you talk about Giannis improving as a player each season. And again, today he spoke about that a lot. And even the way he said that he celebrated, uh, Zora Stevenson asked how he, he celebrated this contract signing. And I think, you know, even despite the fact there's a pandemic, I think we could probably uh, picture in our head or envisage in our head how some superstars might celebrate this type of signing. I'm not looking at you, James Harden, but uh, Giannis said that he... No, no. Giannis said that he uh, went and bought a bunch of toys for Liam and bought Liam a bunch of clothes and then went home, slept and woke up this morning and went back into the gym and started practicing. So it's just, again, just another... I guess, indication, not that we really needed it, just how different this guy is. And I think it was 
important that he did speak about that kind of unfinished business and the two guys that he actually mentioned, which was kind of interesting. I mean, Chris, obviously, they've been together for such a long time now uh, with this Milwaukee Bucks franchise. But the other guy he mentioned was Bud. And I, I know that people are going to maybe feel a bit funny about that, but those were the two people that he mentioned. And, you know, just hearing him talk about the city and hearing him talk about his goals, which is all about a championship, being on the same page with the organization, uh, all positive stuff out of Giannis today, all positive stuff. Absolutely. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned Bud because I, I watched the, uh, the clip. Of, I think Eric Name uh, asked the question about, you know, where were you when you found out? Take us through kind of how you found out about that. And, and Budenholzer told the story about how he was pulling out in his car uh, from the practice facility, got texts from one of his sons and, you know, had to stop at a red light so that he could, you know, celebrate adequately. <laughs> uh, no idea what that would look like, but I can only imagine it. But just even with his mask on, you know, because the times we live in, he had to have a mask on, which is totally, totally fine. But like, you could even just see the expression from the rest of his face of just how proud he was and how happy he was. And this isn't the first time that we've seen Bud do that either. Like, I, I, I remember so vividly Giannis's first MVP speech with a big fancy award show, and Giannis was all choked up and, and, and teary and, you know, just struggling to get through it. But the camera cut to Bud, and he was just as emotional. He was just as choked up. And I think that the relationship that those two have forged by virtue of Budenholzer coming in here and not just building a system around Giannis where Giannis can be successful, but also pushing Giannis, challenging Giannis, you know, coaching him to be a better player and to maximize himself as a basketball player in order to support the goals of the team, which is to win. And I, I think they had just such a fundamental respect for one another and there's just there's so much positivity there between those two that it was just I, I feel like it's just a really notable human moment and you know for all of the consternation about you know Budenholzer's rotations and his lack of adjustments and moving away from the base scheme like I think that it's really easy for us to forget that these guys are human just like you and me just like everybody listening and you know they they have a genuine affinity for one another that is just it's really really sweet to see it really is and it just it makes me even happier to to realize that this is the reality for the foreseeable future this is who we have you know going through everything to try to you know climb that mountain and actually make it this time and it's just it's really exciting and just really really fun to watch NBA fans, listen up. The Locked On NBA podcast is getting you ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcasts all this week. Plus, waiver wire additions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball and rookies to watch from draft guru Chad Ford. I'll be tuning into the preview of Locked On Bucks. There's no doubt about that. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. And I, I just want to, I do want to move on to something Giannis said about horse, but I've just got a quote here just about that relationship that Bud does have with Giannis. And again, as you pointed to, people will have their criticisms. And listen, it's still a big year for Bud and this Bucks team this year. And, and uh, let, let's say that actions speak louder than words. They've said all the right things so far, but we will sit here and we'll wait and we'll see what happens on the court. But there's no doubt that they have a really, really close bond. And this isn't the Jason kid. Well, he's a great player. He's, he's a hard-ass coach. It, it's different. Uh, Bud does have 
a, a deeper connection with Giannis. It's been very clear. It's been very clear to see the way they talk to each other, the way they react. But Bud said this about Giannis when I asked him, how has it been? You've seen other superstars around the league. How has it been for you seeing his rise, even in your time in Milwaukee, seeing him go from all-star player to MVP player to now the richest deal in NBA history? And he said, I think he's just so committed to being the best. I think he does it with competitive, a competitiveness and a toughness and a joy that's really unique to a player that's as good as he is. There's a real joy inside of Giannis. There's a real compassion, a great human that I think the whole world sees. The fact that he's an international from Greece, you can see that competitor who's also just an incredible human that lights up a room, that can light up a court, that can light up a film room. He's just such a unique personality. For me to see that personality continue to grow and blossom, I feel fortunate every day to come to work and see him. He's just special. And that quote to me is because he could have gone any way he wanted to. He could have spoke about what he does in the basketball court. Mm-hmm. He spoke about Giannis, the person. And, and again, we've all seen that. We've all seen that. Whether you are in a position where you've, you, you know, like me, where you're fortunate enough to, to speak to him or you watch it on TV, that personality comes through. Everyone can see that. And I think that's why on a global scale, he's been such a, a superstar and such a much loved figure. And the, the relationships that Giannis has with people that he gets close to, it, it's well known now. He does attach himself to people. He's a loving guy. That's the way he is. But he asked about John Horst because I think, you know, there, there's been some, some interesting comments about what the Bucks have done. And I said something yesterday on the podcast that I, I wanted to address a little bit. I said that the Bucks franchise deserves some credit. And I, I want to be clear about that. I think that from a relationship point of view, from a human standpoint, from a family standpoint, I think the Bucks from day one have done a fantastic job. The one thing that I always think about, and the guy I always think about, is Kristaps Porzingis, who went to the Knicks. Now, clearly, injuries have curtailed the you know the talents that we still think he is, and the potential that Kristaps could get to. But I remember reading a story uh, when Fisdale, I believe it was, took over and and went over to Latvia to see where he lives and where he grew up. And it was so shocking to me that it came out that that was the first time that anyone from the Knicks organization had gone over there. And he was only a year out, I believe, from free agency at that point, restricted free agency at that point. So it just stood out. Well, it is the Knicks. It is the Knicks. It is the Knicks. But it, it does just go to show that, yes, what happens on the court is important, but it's so much more than that, particularly with these guys that come from overseas. It's about giving them a place to live and giving them a, a reason to feel that this is home. And I, I will say that Giannis, by his own admission, says that the Bucks have always done that. And he said this about John Horst. He said, my relationship with John Horst has been unbelievable. Before he was a GM, we had a great relationship. We used to grab lunch together, talk a lot together, play basketball together. I'd like to see that match up, by the way. He played basketball with my brothers every single night. I love this guy. He's been unbelievable. In three years, he's done a great job. And for sure, he's a big part of the reason why I want to be here and keep doing this with him. Now, that might be some media talk and some press conference, you know, exaggeration there from Giannis. But you know, it, it's clear that while the Bucks have done a lot of things wrong <laughs> in terms of you know trades and drafting and contracts over the last six years, even before Horst, um, the relationships are there, and that's played a big factor in this and why Giannis and his family want to stay in Milwaukee. And I think it's important to at least note. Oh, absolutely, it's 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 crucial to the success that the Bucks find themselves having had already. And the success that they are primed for for years to come now, and it all comes back to how 
you manage relationships and if you're genuine if you if you not just say that you care but you show that you care you said it a little earlier actions speak louder than words if you show somebody who you are and what they mean to you they're they're going to sense that and they're going to see that and that more more likely than that they're going to reciprocate because that's not to get all sappy but that's what we all want that's what we all want from our families that's what we all want from our our circles of friends and the other people that you know we socialize with that's what we want from our professions and you know some people are lucky enough to find it some people aren't but you know hopefully you're able to find something in your life that does give you that positive affirmation from someone else like, like humans are really social creatures and so that that social side of it is so crucially important which is why it was really surprising even though it's the Knicks and I love dumping on the Knicks. It's really surprising to hear that story about Kristaps Porzingis and David Fisdale, how that was the first time that somebody actually cared enough to, and again, this isn't something that just your everyday person can do because we don't have the resources of an NBA team, but that was the first time that somebody cared enough to go see him at his home in his home country of Latvia. Like that's kind of bizarre and in, in, a, in a certain way, almost appalling that it hadn't, it took until then to happen and then when you switch gears and you focus on what the bucks are doing and, and the fact that it's not just that they welcomed him with open arms they wanted to support him as a basketball player they wanted to support him as a person but he got uh, an apartment here the team supported getting his family over here they they taught him how to drive and helped him get a license i know those stories have been around forever and they, like they genuinely wanted to see Giannis succeed they didn't want to just see him succeed as a member of the Bucks. they wanted success for him and it's you know it's really a testament to Giannis that he developed into the person that he is and the player that he is and now the team is you know at the point that they're at now and that they can compete for a championship but like those relationships never go away and the fact that they put in so much of that time and so much of that care like that really matters it really truly matters and I think that if if you're in that situation, you, you just, you know it, you know it to be true. It's not even a question. It's one of those things that goes without saying that's, that's not quite an assumption or something you take for granted, but just kind of the, the underlying fabric of living. And that's why I think allows Giannis to be as laid back and relaxed as he wants to be in terms of celebrating his extension by buying toys for his son, <laughs> going home, getting a good night's rest, and then coming back and playing basketball. Cause that's what he wants to do. That's what he thinks is his fully actualized version of himself is to take care of his family and to go out there and be the best basketball player he can be. And the Bucks have helped him do that. And because of the trust that everybody put into it on both sides, you know, we, we actually have a happy ending to this part of the story. The story's not over, but at the very least, like there, there's such a strong resonance across the league across like i got texted by people i haven't talked to in years about the fact that Giannis resigned with the bucks and how big of a deal that is and it just it these little pieces that a lot of us overlook in especially in sports but even in other parts of our lives they really truly matter and i think that 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 what we saw yesterday and today is just a testament to that hundred percent. And you do need the special human on the other side of that as well. I mean, an organization, the fans, a city can give all the love they want, but you still need 
the person that Giannis is. And that's why he's such a, a unique once in a lifetime type of person as well for who he is and what he values. And you're right. I mean, I'm over here in Australia and uh, the amount of people that texted me and knew about this. I mean, this was all over the news in Australia. He's truly a global superstar now. And as you pointed to player option for the final year, which is the sixth year now, which is quite incredible. I mean, you think that the extension doesn't even kick in for another, uh, for another season, which is, which is so fun to think about. But 2025, which would be the end of that fourth year before the player option, is a hell of a long way away. And, uh, you know, the, the great thing about it is that Bud today was talking about Giannis, not through this extension, through the rest of his career, if, this, if the franchise continues to do the right thing by him, that he, you know, that's even a possibility. So not to get ahead of ourselves, but just, just the thought now that Giannis is going to be a, a 10-plus-year player in Milwaukee is quite incredible and what could possibly be achieved through that time. And uh, overall, uh, again, a second Giannis Supermax pod down. But like I said yesterday, as we wrapped it up with Frank, we could probably keep going and going and going. But it's, it's just happy days. And we're only a couple of days away from the start of the season here. And perhaps the thing that I'm most excited about, and I'm a little bit jealous, I'll get back there at some point in Milwaukee. But hopefully some of the Bucks fans, uh, you mentioned vaccine, those types of things, get to go to Fiserv Forum soon and, and thank Giannis the way that I know Bucks fans want to. It's going to be a crazy environment back there again, a crazy atmosphere when, uh, when we can all go back in there and watch some basketball. Here, here. Here, here. You got nothing but agreement from me on that. All right. Let's wrap up this pod. We, uh, like I said, we could continue to go forever. Uh, I will say, just a, a quick note, there was some confirmation today that Eric Bledsoe is going to play in Friday night's game against the Bucks, So that will be fun to see as well. A little bit of Drew Holiday versus Eric Bledsoe action. I'm sure even though it's preseason, there's going to be motivation there. And the Bucks will practice again tomorrow or today as you're listening to this. So I'm not sure who we'll speak from. Giannis probably deserves a day off. He probably deserves a day off from speaking to us. But we'll speak to some of the players. We'll continue to build up the pre- last preseason game heading into the season. I had some questions today about over and under podcasts. We're going to somehow fit this in. This season, all of a sudden, is right on our footsteps. So we've got plenty to talk about over the next few days. But Mitchell, uh, it's always a pleasure. And it's Giannis week. I think I'm just going to continue to rotate through uh, guests on this podcast to talk about Giannis because uh, it's a hell of a lot of fun. I'll say that. Yeah, same here. Same here. There, there's no... Oh, wait, I'd rather spend my Wednesday evening than talking about Giannis and his extension in Milwaukee long-term with you, Kane. Well, that's just, that's just sweet. Speaking of me getting emotional, I'm going to get emotional now. But let's wrap it up there for Mitchell and myself. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll speak to you guys then. <laughs>